You're listening to Japanese Baptist Church in Seattle, Washington. Hello, friends. For today's episode of JBC Connect, I wanted to call attention to something that I came across in the news recently, and it was actually、uh, reading a transcript of Vice President Pence at the 2020 Republican National Convention. And I want to just clarify before I get into this that it's not my intention to make JBC Connect a political platform necessarily. But a lot of what I was hoping to do with JBC Connect is to talk about how our faith connects with the world around us. The things that we know of God、uh, have a direct correlation to the way that we live. And in fact, this is a life changing moment in my own spiritual journey. Because I remember when I was in seminary, I used to think of theology as some kind of abstract thing. You learn things about God, and it becomes a very philosophical, abstract endeavor. But it was only in going to seminary the second time that one of my professors really enlightened me to show that we have to realize that theology is perhaps one of the most important things that we do as people. All of us do theology. And what he meant by this was that whatever your view of God is will directly affect the way that you live. So, whatever your opinion of God is has a consequence. And it's important for us to examine those consequences and to ask ourselves these consequences that come about are they on the heart of God? Are they in line with what God desires for our lives? And sometimes that goes into the social political arena, the economic arena, the personal emotional arena. But it's a question that we have to keep asking ourselves How does what I believe affect how I live? So, having said all that, I want to be clear when I, I do bring up this quote from Vice President Pence. I'm not trying to single out one particular politician or one particular point of view. But this is very troubling, and I think Christians. From every opinion and walk of life, should really stand up and notice what's going on. So, let me quote、uh, near his concluding remarks, and this is what he says So, let's run the race marked out for us. Let's fix our eyes on old glory and all she represents. Fix our eyes on this land of heroes and let their courage inspire. Let's fix our eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith and freedom. And never forget that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That means freedom always wins. While that sounds very inspiring, there seems to be some key reinterpretations or、uh, swapping out of certain words. And let me read the original passage that this was probably mostly drawn from, was Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. And Vice President Pence's、uh, comments also seamlessly go into. <clears throat> A passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17, where it says, Now the Lord is a spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory 
are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So I think what is really going on here is that subtly or not so subtly, the passage in Hebrews is talking about, let's fix our eyes on Jesus. And why the writer of Hebrews was saying this is because Christians at the time were going through great discouragement. They were thinking about renouncing their faith. They felt like they weren't sure if it was worth it to hold on to their faith. And this whole letter is encouraging to say, remember those who pursued their faith. Remember those who are faithful. Remember that Christ is superior to all the things that you have held to in your life. Hold on to Christ. Now, when we read the comments from Vice President Pence, there's a very key and disturbing switch up with this passage from Hebrews 12. Let's run the race marked out for us. Let's fix our eyes on what? Old glory. Now, as a Canadian, old glory doesn't mean as much to me, but as an American, um, old glory represents the US flag and the narrative of America. And so rather than focusing our eyes on Christ, we are called to focus our eyes on old glory and all that she represents and to fix our eyes on the land of heroes and let their courage inspire. Whereas Hebrews was talking about fix your eyes on Christ and think of all of those who trusted in God, even to the point of death, knowing that they were trusting in something greater than themselves, that they found the courage to persevere. While you can find a lot of interesting parallels this is extremely dangerous. When we begin to equate piety and faithfulness to God as the same kind of thing as piety and faithfulness to an American flag, American values, an American culture, or an American system, we are doing essentially what God warned was idolatry, where we begin to worship the created and not the creator, where we begin to worship the institutions of people and not God, who has given us community, who has created people. I take this very seriously as a pastor and as one who studies the scriptures. Political agendas cannot be casually interchanged with Christ. And I want to say this is not just something that the right does. I have seen this in the left as well in America. But it is very important to call it out wherever it is coming from. When anything other than God takes God's place, it's an idol and something that's going to be quickly corrupted. It can't stay in the place where God resides. When we come with political authority and make it sound like this is coming from scripture, we are trying to make it feel like people must follow our point of view. And if you don't, you are not just going against me, but you're going against God. And it is very dangerous when people of power use the church and Christian faith as a weapon to empower the agenda of empire. Now, I think there's a lot of ways to define empire. And I think for just this time, I could say empire is basically the collective human way that we use power. So when we start throwing around familiar phrases of scripture, some people begin to lower their defenses because they're beginning to hear words that are comforting or trustworthy. 
But we have to be careful because scripture, as we see in the Bible itself says, it's like a two-edged sword. Swords are powerful weapons, but used wrongly can cause great harm, not just to your enemies, but to yourself. And we have to be careful when scripture is used in such a way that it baptizes our own opinions and tactics and then strikes out at our enemies. You have to be really suspicious when everything that you stand for and all of your political agendas seem to be in line with Jesus. If you have found no place of tension with the teachings of Jesus and your own opinions, then I don't think you're reading scripture properly. If Christ is always agreeing with you, then I think something's wrong. Because Christ came into this world to transform and change. Whatever opinion, whatever culture, whatever background you're from, there is a conviction that comes from the Holy Spirit. There is a conviction that says the kingdom of God is not like the kingdom of the world. So when you begin to say the kingdom of the world that I live in looks just like Jesus, then I would argue that you don't really know Jesus. And it's important for us to be very vigilant, especially right now when the world is in so much turmoil, when our country is so divided on so many opinions. There are many attempts for people to begin to ask Jesus to baptize what we are doing, to approve or endorse our opinion over others. And we have to walk humbly with God to say, God, we are going to stop imposing our opinions upon you. God, we are here to be transformed and changed by you. We humbly want to listen. We don't want to listen to empire mistaking it for God. Back in Christ's time, many people mistook Caesar's opinion as God's opinion. And that's why Jesus was such a threat. Because Christ knew that all things were from the Father, not from Caesar. Some of you might be familiar with a very famous movement within the Christian church. It was called the Confessing Church. And it was a movement within German Protestantism during Nazi Germany that arose in opposition to government-sponsored efforts to unify all Protestant churches into a single pro-Nazi Protestant Reich Church. There was a number of Christian thinkers like Karl Barth and Dietrich Bonhoeffer who objected to the Nazis on moral and theological principles. They stood against the Nazi state's claim that the state has total control over the person because they knew that sovereignty belongs only to God. And they received much persecution. They really stood against the culture at the time when people were very sympathetic to Hitler's nationalist leanings and his messaging, and they found that he was a deliverer of some kind. And many identified him as divine, as on the side of God. But it was the confessing church that spoke prophetically and stood against power and empire. And they paid a great cost for it. They received much persecution and even lost their lives. We are reminded today by the confessing church that old glory is not Christ's glory. The passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 3 about where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 
what that means is that there is an old covenant where it was a place of fear following rules and judgment. In Christ, we are invited into a new world where we accepted and loved and transformed by the Holy Spirit, called to become more like Christ and less like the leaders of this world and less like the principles of this world. And that is what is defined as freedom, according to Paul. That we are being transformed into God's image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. You see, friends, we have to be very careful when we make it sound like, follow this agenda because you'll be more like Jesus if you do this agenda because that's not how people are transformed. People are transformed when they are led to the Spirit. And there we find true freedom. Friends, let's stand together and hold to truth. Hold to Christ. Let us remember that the only glory pursuing that we should pursue in this world is Christ's glory. Amen.